1: Are you looking for a podcast where a concealed handgun license grants you free access to airplanes? Well, you must be thinking of another podcast. Hello, Kelsey.
0: Hello, Robert. Welcome back to America,
1: America,
0: America podcast.
1: Honestly, I do miss England some. Do you? <laughs> England's pretty cool, man. I want to go. What What is it like? Is it rainy and beautiful? Uh, it didn't rain while I was there. Actually, Aww. really, it's supposed to rain all all like now that I'm that I'm like. Motherfucker,
0: you took like the Texas sun with you.
1: Yeah, I bought a giant British umbrella. <laughs> For oh all the rain, it never touched water. <laughs> oh, were you just, like,
0: carrying it around the streets like a cane, just waiting for it? Kinda. I imagine everything
1: in London looks like King's Row from Overwatch. Okay, so, I did- Okay, well, first of all, hello, everybody! Hey, What's guys! Up? If you remember, I've been gone. Fucking left you guys.
0: No time has passed for you guys, but for me, it's been two weeks since I've spoken to this man, and I, I missed know. him.
1: Oh my god, like, it felt so weird not having a recording session.
0: Yeah, man, last week, I was just like, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. My whole sense of time has been
1: askew. I mean, I've been off just because I've been living out of a hotel for a week, you know? So it's like, every day is almost the same, because you just, you're just going home to the same, there's no routine.
0: Right, you know? You're
1: just like, you in a hotel room. Exactly. Netflix. <laughs> Which I didn't really get into until later. I was watching their TV.
0: Is their TV any different than ours?
1: Yeah. Is it like just Doctor Who reruns? It's pretty much documentaries all the time. Oh, good just documentaries. Like, just like TV shows of them going like... So, okay, so to give you an example. When I came home three separate times, right? Same okay. TV station. I came home to... And this was all in... the. The course of one day. Uh Uh-huh. I came in to a little British lady asking a guy how they made bullets for this sniper rifle. What? And she came to America to talk about the biggest, heaviest-duty sniper rifle we have called, I think, the Thor. What? The the Thor? That's a very American gun name. And she got to shoot it and was talking to, like, the guy... About, like, what the bullet does when it hits stuff, and I was like, this is what they watch, and that's why they think we're like this. I mean, because we the... are like that, to be fair. <laughs> because the guy just goes, yeah, you you hit the target, it's a little high, but you definitely, that's a kill shot. You'd have oh, shattered hey the sternum, spine be exploded. Jesus. That dude's fucking dead. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> cool. Right.
0: Just picturing, like, the queen with this amazing, huge assault rifle that's just, like, (laughs) twice the size of her.
1: I mean, this little girl was shooting a big-ass gun, and every time she'd shoot, she would shoot it and go, oh, shit! (laughs) That would be my reaction. I fucking hate guns. So, left, came back, and it was them talking about growing potatoes. Okay. Same lady? Uh, no. Different. Totally different thing. And it was all like, yep, Ireland doesn't really make potatoes. We make more of them in the UK than there because our climate's better. And also, didn't
0: they like make it so that Ireland couldn't grow potatoes?
1: Well, they didn't get into that. They just talked about not stressing the potatoes. Okay, don't stress the potatoes out. They're really finicky. Dude, if you stress out a potato, it doesn't taste right, and they throw that potato away. Like just no just joke. release
0: panic hormones.
1: Like I guess he's little like, potato he's panic like, hormones. He's like, you see this chip? You can tell. This was a this was a potato that lived life easy.
0: <laughs> this potato was very upset. The chip is green. It's all crumply and wrinkled.
1: So then I watched the thing all about fucking potato. Like, I watched them <laughs> shoot a gun and talk about blowing a man's sternum out. And then they're like, have you ever noticed how there's so many potatoes here? Let's <laughs> learn about that. And I was like, all right. okay. And then I came in to like... I don't know some other weird like cooking show thing, and I was like, "What do they watch here?" There's no structure.
0: Crumpet, my love.
1: was like there's no structure to this, so I wound up (laughs) watching their game show channel the most. Hell yeah! Do they have all the same game shows as us, or is it like British game shows? It was British game shows. Fuck yeah! And you, I think you would dig this one called Bullseye. All right. So, you take your partner on the show with you, right? So, I'd be like, uh, I'm bringing Kelsey. Kelsey's my partner, right? Would you shoot me out of a human cannon into a bullseye? No. Ah. So, if I'm bringing you on the show, I'm bringing you because you're good at darts. Okay. We're gonna lose. So, I'm the trivia person. I'm gonna answer the questions. And so, you usually bring your good dart plan buddy, right? Okay. Okay. And you get the points based on how good they are at darts. And then if you can get the question right. Well, so it's a like,
0: weird show. So do you answer a question and get a dart?
1: No. So like, so like, it's my turn, right? Okay. And I go, so there's a giant dart board with different categories surrounding it. And I go, I want movies, right? Right. So then my partner comes up and they try to throw a dart in the movie section of the dart board. And if they miss, Uh-oh. I don't get to answer the question.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Well, wait. If they miss, I have to answer the question in that area. So it's like Jeopardy,
0: but you don't get to actually select your category unless you're really good at darts. Unless your partner's good at darts, because I can't do anything. I have <laughs> so to sit there. So you have to have, there. like, there's Dart Buddy and Trivia Buddy, and they have to yeah. just work in tandem to, to win this game.
1: Yes. And so if if the question for that field has already been asked, and my person missed and landed in that blank field... I get no question. I just get no points. Oh, that's sad. So. Don't take me on there (laughs) as your dart buddy. (laughs) So I go movies, right? My buddy goes up, hits 50 points. If I get it right, I get 50 points, right? And so you're like eliminating the categories from the board while your partner's doing that. It was a weird commercial. (laughs) It was a weird game show. Okay. And that was the one that played the most. But the one that I enjoyed the most was called The Chase. And I know we had oh, that one. Oh, I fucking love The Chase. Okay, I watched oh shit ton of The Chase. It's so good. It was so good. And so here's what was funny to me. On The Chase and there, uh, who wants to be a millionaire?
0: Who wants to be a pound millionaire?
1: Yeah. All the harder questions were related to the U.S. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> Every time, they are like, things are getting serious. <clears throat> which of these U.S. states touched the Pacific Ocean? <laughs> oh, my God. And they'd be like, oh, oh. <laughs> they would be freaking out. That's totally a fair question, though. Like,
0: I wouldn't be able to answer which of these... Washington. <laughs> I, I was wouldn't like, be able to oh, answer any kind of European geography question. Like, which of these touches yeah, know, the Bering right? Strait? I have
1: no fucking idea. <laughs> exactly. And so they just had all these questions and i'm learning so much about british history because i'm like i don't know <laughs> right and then they go to the u.s i'm like it's b i get it i know those Swish. all right hang on i'm gonna crack this open oh my god Ooh, it sounds
0: crispy i'm just drinking like a giant 44 ounce diet coke because i don't want to <laughs> sleep tonight i guess
1: no i guess not i have to go to sleep i gotta leave again tomorrow man you are just a jet-setting boy you know it sucks so what'd you do while I was gone? What'd you Man, do? What was I was just that-
0: sad the whole time. I don't know, I just sat in front of my computer and I was like, I wish I could report a cod- report a codcast. Jesus. I can't I just I can't even record. speak words.
1: Yeah, I know. We we don't know how to talk now. I'm talking game shows, it's commercials. I don't fucking know what's going on. It's all terrible, you guys. Now I played um some video games, I watched
0: some movies. Oh I have I have a, a sickness update. I realized I didn't give one last episode we recorded. So last episode I had gotten on antibiotics and today I took the last of the antibiotics (gasps) and I've been eating a bunch of probiotics, (gasps) just trying to let the, I'm trying to become homeostasis biotics. Okay. And I feel like I've reached that point. So So do you feel any better? Yeah, I feel totally normal. Um, I have a follow up with my doctor on Monday, so hopefully it's all going to be good news and rainbows. And hopefully this never happens to me again.
1: (laughs) Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, so as far as stuff that I did while you were away, have you Uh played, or you probably haven't played, have you seen Untitled Goose Game? Yes. Holy shit. I have been beak deep in Untitled Goose (laughs) Game.
1: (laughs) I read a review on it and I was like, this game sounds great.
0: It's so good. Oh my God. I heard it's super short though. It is. So it's pretty much just like five levels. You're so the whole premise, for those of you who don't know somehow, <laughs> you're a, a horrible goose and you just like go around and fuck up everybody's day like you're not a goose,
1: you're a horrible goose. A horrible
0: goose. We have to stress how bad this goose is. <laughs> I mean the goose <laughs> is as bad as the player, honestly, but the the goal of the game is to create mischief and wreak havoc upon this small town, which I did so many, so many times and it was so much
1: fun. So like like, I read, there's one level where it's like, get the farmer's glasses in the lake. (laughs) And so you just have to figure out a way to get his glasses, throw them in the lake.
0: Yep. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: However you do it is up to you, but you just have to do it. You just got to do it somehow. Maybe he'll fall over.
0: Maybe you can knock him over. Maybe he'll honk and scare him and his glasses fly off his face. Yeah. Yeah, It's so much fun. I have, not played a game that fun in a long time and it it okay. was short but it was very satisfying and the controls were like all you have to know how to do is like flap your wings and honk okay. and that's
1: it <laughs> so i'm gonna guess the last game that you enjoyed like this was called uh the goat game or no you know what goat simulator
0: i surprisingly never ever played goat simulator and i still really yeah. want to
1: I thought you were all about Goat Simulator.
0: (laughs) I was all about the concept of Goat Simulator because I do love goats. But yeah, I never played it.
1: Well, shit. I thought you were so into that.
0: I'm going to have to try it out. Did you play it?
1: I never played it. Oh, man. Like, (sighs) I've I've, I've seen it on sale for like a dollar and I'm like, I should get that. And I'm like, what am I going to do with it? Like, it's so old now. Be a goat. I be a goat. I get it. I don't even know
0: the concept of that game. Is it just, like, open world goat freedom? So,
1: <laughs> it's, it's like your Goose game mixed with Tony Hawk. Whoa. <laughs> goat on a skateboard. Because the whole point is you get points for, like, wreaking havoc as this goat. Okay. So, it's like, blew up a grain silo. 5,000 points. <laughs> Jesus. Like... Ram Doing the car flip. head on, right? Like playing ska music in the background. Yeah, like you just you just do goat stuff and you get <laughs> points for it, and that's the whole thing. Okay. Ate some grass, one point. That's normal.
0: I'm gonna eat so much grass. That's how you win. People don't realize so. all the little points they add up. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I never played that one either, but I'll have to check out this goose game. Oh, it's so much fun. You, you'll you'll get a kick out of it.
0: And, like, the end is extremely satisfying. <laughs> it's so much fun.
1: I find it weird that, like, the ending can be satisfying in mischievous goose game, you know? <laughs> it's so unexpected. Like, I'm not going to spoil it because
0: it's just really perfect. But, like, yeah. once you get to the end of it, you're like, that was the goal. I got it. I did it. I was I the goose.
1: did it. Did you play Donut County? No, what's that? So Donut County is... You like control a hole, right? And you a move hole? this hole, yeah, like, like, um. Like a sinkhole? Yeah. So, like, remember in the opening for Doug when he, like, makes the little loop oh. with the string? <laughs> yes. And Roger falls in it? Uh huh. Okay. You're that hole, right? <laughs> okay. And you just move it around the map, and as you, like, have stuff fall on the hole, it gets bigger until you can swallow... So, like, at first it's like, here's a rock, and, like, a a rock falls in, so it gets a little bigger. Here's a basketball. It gets bigger, right? Okay. And then next thing you know, you're putting it under, like, a barn, and the barn falls in the hole, right? (laughs) So it's, like, Katamari Damacy, but, like, with swallowing stuff. Exactly. And so the whole point of the game is it's, like, you do these different levels, and you're trying to, like, acquire things for the hole, but you maybe have to, like, fill the hole with water... And then get the water boiling to make steam to make a kite rise up to get this item, right? What? Okay. So you're doing all this stuff, and you are you are essentially this raccoon who has a little remote control that's controlling the hole, and you're causing the panic, <laughs> like in this in in this town. What is it called? Donut County. Donut County. So like, it's, it's a donut hole. Kind of. Well, I mean, it's it's like just a hole. <laughs> okay. And it's probably as long as Goose Game, with equally as maybe unexpected an ending, but the ending was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed the story for it. All right.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that one out too. Damn, got more games to play.
1: Donut County was pretty good. Taylor was all about it, and she beat it, like, in two hours, and was like, that's it? And I was like, yeah. Did you think it was gonna be more?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's about the... Level of gameplay for uh, a yeah. title game, too. It's just, like, five relatively simple levels. Then there's, like, bonus stuff you can do, too. And sometimes you accidentally do the bonus stuff in the course <laughs> of the regular levels. So you just, like, take stuff off without knowing it. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so, let's see. I, I saw, saw some movies. Was... What would you watch? Because I saw so a movie, many. too. Oh. um.
0: So, let's see. Uh, Do we want to talk about... Happy Death Day to you.
1: I can talk about that movie.
0: I loved it. See, I wanted to love it so bad. We talked, I think, <sighs> previously about Happy Death Day on this podcast. Podcast. Yes. Christ. Like, what is the word for podcast? I said codcast earlier. Pod-tast. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. The podcast of having not been on the radio for a while. Okay. Uh, yeah. Happy Death Day to you. Yeah. So I, I really wanted to like this movie. I... I enjoyed the movie as an experience. So the the whole thing about Happy okay. Death Day, the original, was that she's reliving the same day over and over until she dies, groundhog style sort of. And she has yeah. to figure out what the fuck is happening and break the cycle.
1: Yes.
0: For Happy Death Day to You, number two. She is Number Two. Number two. So it, it started out with a second character, a side character from the first movie, reliving his day. Over and over. And I was like, all right, same concept, different character. I love it. Yeah. And then they switched it up. And then the main character from the first movie is reliving the same day that she was reliving in the first movie again. And I was like, why are we back to square one? So it turns out that there's like a rip in the space-time fabric or something. And she is like in a parallel universe. I have mixed feelings about parallel universe movies. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I love the concept of it. But at the same time, so... Okay, the thing that bothered me about this movie was that, like, in the universe that she is in right now, her Mm -hmm. mom is alive, but her boyfriend is with some other chick that she doesn't like. Yes. And in the universe where she's from, she has her boyfriend, she's happy, but her mom has been dead for years. Yes. Murdered, frankly. Um, And her whole dilemma was like, do I stay in this universe where my mom is alive and my boyfriend doesn't love me anymore? Or do I go back to the universe where my boyfriend loves me and my mom is dead, murdered horribly. (laughs) And I'm like, why wouldn't you just stay in the universe where your mom is alive? Because you clearly have a good relationship with her. And also your boyfriend has a shit relationship with his girlfriend. She's cheating on him. And like (laughs) at the end of the movie, In the universe where her mom is alive, she's like, I only stayed in this universe because I wanted to fix you or whatever fucking bullshit. She's like, I want to go back to the other universe because I get to be with you, even though my mom is dead. And as they're saying this, she's like kissing him and they're in love in the universe where her mom is alive and she has elected to go back to the universe where her mom is dead.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to have to watch this again because I just remember thinking this was fun but you like really analyzed it. I
0: got like way too into it. Like I, I love the concept of being stuck in the wrong universe. I think that's cool. It was very like into the spider verse kind of thing. Like, of course you want to go back to your quote unquote home universe, but if the universe that you're in now is significantly better, why wouldn't you just stay there? (laughs) Nothing is happening in the other universe without you.
1: I thought the whole point was, I thought like if she didn't go back, like, something was going to happen with the space-time that, like... Like, basically, she was going to cause something bad to happen for choosing to stay. I don't think so. Because, like, nothing bad was happening. I mean, she... Why did she... Why why did
0: the loop start over again? She kept having to, like, redo it. I think she died. Again.
1: Cause, Maybe that was the
0: problem, is she kept dying.
1: I don't remember. Because I just remember that the whole reason why the first movie happened was that they created that machine thing, right? Yeah. And it turns out, like, that guy was reliving his day because she was doing it back then or something, and they blew up the machine. I remember thinking the beginning of the movie was super weird because I didn't know what was going on.
0: Yeah. So there's, like, a a space-time machine that the Asian kid has created, and, like, it caused a power surge or something, and that is why they're reliving the same day over and over. I don't know. I'm, I'm digging far too into this movie, I think.
1: Like, I'm actually reading it on Wikipedia right now <laughs> to try to figure out what the prop because there, there was a reason she had to go back.
0: Yeah, and I I don't remember the reason. Maybe I overlooked it in the movie, but by the end of it, like, I was just <laughs> yelling at the TV, like, why are you going back? You don't need to go back. Stay in this one where he clearly is falling in love with you anyway, and you have a mother again.
1: I don't fucking remember. I'm going to have to watch it again, but I remember <laughs> liking it. I
0: thought okay. it was good. Okay.
1: I enjoyed the movie, like, just as a slasher. Okay, it's not as good as the first one. The first one was a really interesting... I mean, this one was cool, I guess, but the take wasn't as good as the first one. Yeah, it wasn't nearly
0: as, like, impactful.
1: Yeah, like, I really liked the first one. It it had good,
0: like, little gags in it and stuff. You know, it's a funny movie. Yeah. And at the end, they actually did set it up for a third, so I'm positive they're going to come out with a third one very soon. Which
1: I'm kind of cool with I'm gonna have I to watch like it these. Yeah, yeah. They're,
0: they're good movies I'm gonna say, I, I will tell the listeners You should watch this movie Because it was enjoyable Maybe you'll like her going
1: back to the wrong dimension I don't know
0: I'm just I'm a, I'm a little salty about it. <laughs> so here, I Can't here. pinpoint why. If you
1: guys watch this movie and it's fresh in your mind, please tell us what the point of the movie was because we cannot yeah. remember.
0: Because it's been like two weeks since I watched it, and I'm just mad. <laughs> and
1: it's been like two years since I watched it. <laughs> when did when did it come out? Well, it came out in February of this year, so it definitely wasn't two years ago. But feels came like two February years ago. this year. Damn, yeah. this has been a long fucking year. Yeah, it has. It feels like forever ago, so I must have watched it, like, in April or something. Yeah. Would you watch anything else?
0: Yeah, yeah, I watched um, a movie that I really, really liked, Ad Astra. Oh, yeah, you did see that. You sound so disappointed. I just think it looks so boring. I'm not gonna lie, it was a boring movie. (laughs) Okay. But, can I tell you the plot line, or are you gonna see
1: it? I'm not gonna watch it, now.
0: Okay, so, it starts with, um... What's his face? His character, Hang Brad on. Pitt.
1: Hang on, uh, spoilers for *Ad Astra* in case you want to see a boring Brad Pitt movie. And I love Brad <laughs> Pitt, but it looks really boring.
0: Yeah, so the whole thing is like he is like the most calm astronaut in the world, and it's it takes place in the future where we have yeah, international. Shred that from the trailer. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have this big ass international space antenna or something. So it's like an antenna that. Definitely starts on Earth and then it like goes up as high as the International Space Station. Okay. So it's just real fucking big. And they have to have astronauts who work on it for like maintenance and stuff, you know? So they're like, you know, crawling around on it and making sure all the pipes work and shit. And he is one of those dudes. And in the very beginning of the movie, he's on this thing and he looks up and like explosions start happening at the top of the antenna. And he's like, oh shit. And he like, calmly tries to fix the problem by like shutting off the power to his part of the antenna. So he doesn't get blasted off into space, but he's too late. He gets blasted off and into space, but he's close enough to earth. That, Cause it's an antenna that he's like plummeting downward toward earth. Yeah. Like that fucking Red Bull man who jumped off a diving board at like 10,000 yeah. miles up or whatever. Okay. So he's like plummeting toward earth. And the whole time he's just like talking to himself, like I'm really chill. I'm a very calm man. (laughs) I am the most calm man on Earth. And he's just plummeting with this, like, blank expression.
1: And he gets... I'm sorry. That is the weirdest premise (laughs) for a movie. This guy's really calm. He's just, like,
0: the most chill-ass dude. So he's plummeting toward Earth. He just calmly opens his little parachute when he gets close enough. And the parachute starts, you know, slowing his descent. And he glides down. And then like space debris from the antenna that just exploded starts crashing through his, his shit and like okay. rips his parachute. And so he's like plummeting again and he's just like real chill about it again. And he hits the ground and he's alive. And so he, and, he's wearing and, like, and then he goes, yay. <laughs> Basically. So he uh, is evaluated by his people or whatever. He's like debriefed about it. Like, he talks to his superiors and stuff and uh they're like we noticed how calm you are (laughs) and we want to send you uh, i hate
1: how much the word calm is coming up in this
0: (laughs) he's the most calm astronaut that's his job title (laughs) calm (laughs) calmest man
1: (laughs) i can't i'm seeing the commercial so different now because i'm like oh that's literally the selling point (laughs)
0: No, they make, like, such a big deal about it. He's like, my resting heart rate is 48 or something. And, like, I looked at my Fitbit during this whole plummeting to Earth scene, and my Fitbit clocked me at, like, 135. Jesus (laughs) Christ. So he talks to his superiors, and they're like, you're so calm, we're going to send you to, like, (laughs) Neptune (laughs) or something.
1: I can't even... uh, This movie... (laughs) It's a good movie. (laughs) Okay. So they to <laughs> just like this is a movie for a chill Saturday afternoon, yeah, if you want to just
0: really chill out, <laughs> watch that Astra,
1: oh my God, but,
0: um, so okay. they sent him into space, and like. So
1: his dad was also an astronaut. I was, like, I was like, okay, when's this whole dad plot come in?
0: <laughs> yeah. So his dad, Tommy Lee Jones, who I love. He's such a sweet little old man. Dude,
1: when I saw he was in this movie, I freaked out. Because I was like, I haven't seen you in
0: ages! I know. Like, honestly, he's the reason I wanted to see this movie. I was like, I yes, Tommy Lee! So uh, his dad was an astronaut. And okay. uh, he was on this project called uh, something. I forget what it was. Not important. Yeah uh less calm astronauts and uh their project was to go as far as they could into outer space i'm pretty sure it was to neptune and okay. see what they could find out about extraterrestrial life okay. and the mission took off and something happened and they never came back so yeah. there's like this whole mystery of like what happened to your dad and uh He's been just assuming that his dad is dead, but they started receiving signals from deep space. So he's like, maybe my dad is alive. And so they send him out to Mars to like, just kind of speak a message out to Mm. on the airwaves, space waves.
1: Hey dad, I'm really (laughs) calm.
0: (laughs) Hey dad, I feel real chill. My heart rate is 24.
1: Just wanted to say hi. Do you Uh, have low heart rate too, dad? That's cool. (laughs) Low heart rate disease does it run in our family. Have you noticed that we don't have any wrinkles on our face because we never smile or do anything? No emotion, just We're calm. We're so alabaster smooth. <laughs> oh my god. And so he goes out. You're actually <laughs> selling me on this movie with the calm part. Like, that. that's what's pissing me off. I've seen like all the action scenes and stuff, and I was like, "This movie looks boring." And you're like, "Oh, this guy's boring." And I'm like, "I gotta see it." There is the most like raw
0: ass action in this movie. Like, I'm not even kidding. At one point, a monkey, a space monkey, busts this dude's what the helmet fuck open. Is this
1: movie.
0: The monkey eats this man's face,
1: <laughs> and okay. it's a
0: space monkey, like a space experiment monkey. Brad Pitt goes in there and like finds a dude and is like. Oh, your face is gone. <laughs> just like <laughs> so, he he fucking he vacuum seals this monkey in a cryo whatever, and like okay. pulls the lever to shoot the monkey guts out into space. The monkey explodes, and he tapes up his astronaut dude's face with duct tape, and was like, "We're gonna get you home. It's gonna be real kill. We're gonna be chill about it." And he I, he's just he's so fucking calm the whole time. And meanwhile, yeah. I'm in the theater, like, why the fuck is there a monkey in space? Why'd he just eat that man's face? What is happening? Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's, that's just a side plot. So, And there's also, like, a fucking gunfight on the moon on, like, lunar rovers. Which Ro- was... Okay, see, that's the thing that's in the trailers. It's so cool. That's maybe one of my favorite action
1: scenes I've seen in recent years. I just, like, imagine that he's driving it and then somebody shoots and, like, the one explodes and he goes, whoa. <laughs> so Glad somebody, like, shoots the, the driver
0: and he just, like, grabs the driver and is like okay, you're getting out of the vehicle now and just like calmly shoves him to the side and then continues to drive the rover. I don't know. It's, it's so, there's so much action and Brad Pitt's shtick of just being calm this whole time. I don't know. It's, it's very juxtapositioning. Yeah. So he gets out, um, he goes out to find the... Where was I at in the story? All right. He sends the message, the space message to his dad and they get a response and his dad is alive out in space. So he is determined that he's going to like figure out what happened. And, uh, he meets this other girl on Mars who her parents were also on the mission that Brad Pitt's dad was on. Okay. And she has like secret intel. She's like, I know what really happened and why the mission didn't come back. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's aliens. I bet aliens killed him. And so she, like, shows him this footage. Uh And Brad Pitt's dad was... And it's at a Mexican birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) No.
1: Okay.
0: So Brad Pitt's dad is, like, the captain of that mission. And the crew... Like, the whole thing is that they need to find extraterrestrial life. And so the mission is going, and they haven't found any yet. And the crew is like, we should turn around. It's been a long time. We haven't found anything. We're beyond the scope of the mission. Let's yeah. just go home. And Brad Pitt's dad is like, we're not going to do that. And he murders all of his crewmates. Okay. So it's like a mutiny situation. So he's just out there living his best life in space alone. And Brad Pitt's to like... find the aliens. Yeah. And Brad Pitt's like, I got to find this guy. And so he has to sneak back onto the ship because the people that were like with him on his mission, Uh they find out that Brad Pitt is like too close to the mission and they need to send him back to earth because he, they're afraid he's going to like do something like his dad did. Yeah. So they're like, okay, you're going to go back to earth. And he, he like crawls under this underground lake. It was the most harrowing scene. Like I'm afraid of dark water and closed yeah. spaces and he is in this underground lake where there is no light it's just like him and a cord yeah and he's like following this rope all the way to the underside of a rocket ship on its way back yeah and <laughs> fuck movement this, this movie is so it's just so intense like my heart was racing the whole time yeah and so he gets underneath the rocket and he has to climb up inside the exhaust pipe to get inside the rocket because he has to like sneak onto it, you know? Okay. So the rocket is like giving a countdown. It's like one minute to take off, and he's just like calm as shit, climbing up this exhaust pipe that's about to be a thousand degrees and full of fire.
1: Do, do, and do, do.
0: yeah. <laughs> so he gets to the end of it and he like mutinizes onto the rocket. Is that a word? He like busts open the airlock or whatever and gets inside and is okay. like, I'm on the rocket. And he's trying to convince his crew <laughs> to let him take the rocket to find his dad. And the crew is like, we can't let you do that. That's not going to happen. And he's like, no, but my dad's definitely alive out there. I know he's out there. I'm not like him. Don't worry. I'm not going to go crazy and kill you guys.
1: And then I'm he too does. calm. <laughs> but and then he, he does.
0: Yeah. He goes nuts. And he's like, oh, well, Jesus. so he doesn't go nuts. He remains extremely calm and just calmly murders with the astronauts on board the ship and is like, all right, I'm taking the ship with me. And so he takes the ship and he flies out to find where his dad is. And his dad is parked on this satellite. And like the deep reaches of space, like near Saturn. Okay. So he gets on the spaceship and is like, so why he's talking to Tommy Lee and Tommy Lee is so fucking cold hearted. <laughs> Like, I can see why Brad Pitt is so calm. Like, this is where he gets it from. So yeah. Tommy Lee, he's like, yeah, I never came home because being an astronaut is really great and I never actually loved you. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I know. Like, that's his whole thing. He's just like, yeah, you sucked as a son and cool that you're an astronaut, but yep, didn't actually love you. But uh
1: I did it first, so I'm better.
0: <laughs> so he... um Gets Tommy Lee and he's like, It's time to go home and he like attaches him to his spacesuit, they're like tethered together and he just like floats out in space and they're getting back on the rocket to go back to Earth. And um oh, so he talks to Tommy Lee and he's like, Why why is this mission why aren't you coming home? Like the mission's over. And Tommy Lee's like, the mission is not over. We never found extraterrestrial life. We got to the furthest reaches of space that we could possibly go. We pinged in every single direction. And we are alone in the universe. Uh Fucking alone. And that part of the movie, I don't know. That just, like, really destroyed me. (laughs) (laughs) I was just, like, like, shocked. But I believe in them. I know. So, like, that was the thing. is like, you get... I feel like I would have been like Tommy Lee. Like we never found our, astro- we never found the alien friends. We got to keep going. The mission's not yeah. over until we find extraterrestrials They're- We can't be alone in the universe. So that was his whole thing. And then um, Brad Pitt's like, I don't care. We got to go home. So he like grabs him and they carabine yeah. each other together and they go yeah. into space. And uh, Tommy Lee's like, I can't do it. And he fucking jettisons himself with his jet pack. And just wants to, like, float away in space.
1: Okay. And Brad Pitt.
0: <laughs> he, so he, like, wait minute, out his... Wait
1: a minute, wait, wait, a minute. So Tommy Lee wants to just float out to space forever? Yeah. He wants so... to He wants to die because he couldn't complete his mission. Pulling the old space cowboys bit,
0: huh? Yes. You so saw that like, movie, right? I have not, no. <laughs>
1: oh, I'll I'm take it later.
0: Okay. So he presses his, like, jetpack button and is like boosh, but he's still attached to Brad Pitt. So <laughs> he's like, it's like that scene in Gravity where, you know, Sandra Bullock is like spinning around and can't get control. And she's making yes. those noises like,
1: ah, ah,
0: ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of that. And they're like fighting, but it's, you know, Brad Pitt's extremely calm during the struggle. So there's just like, he's just staring at him with like, his blank eyes. Okay. Like, we have to go home. You're going to be fine. And Tommy Lee is like, let me die in space. Yeah. So. Uh, they like cut apart from each other and Tommy Lee just floats off into space, presumably to die. And Brad Pitt, uh, looks up and sees the satellite from where all the data for the project was. And he's like, oh shit, I gotta get that data. So he like jettisons himself off into the little data pod and grabs all the data and eventually makes it all the way back to Earth with the data and he's celebrated as a hero and they're like, you brought back so much data! It's awesome! We have all these like photos of planets that are completely empty and dead and nobody else is out in the universe and we are alone. Yeah. And that's that Astra.
1: Well, that's sad.
0: I know! It was really sad! <laughs> I like... I enjoyed it as a movie because I really, really like space movies and yeah. I love the concept of other worlds and aliens and stuff. But like the only evidence of other life on planets that they found is just astronauts that have gone to other planets. And like the moon in this movie is essentially a tourist destination for rich people. So it's like fucking Disney world. It's horrible. (laughs) So sad. It's just like the most dystopian space future that there possibly could be. Yeah, It, It made me... Very depresso. Aw. But it was good. I liked it. That sounds like a wild ride. It was a wild ride. Sorry I talked about it for like 20 minutes there.
1: <laughs> I can't
0: believe you've never seen Space
1: Cowboys, though. I have not. I have heard the plot, but that's about well, it. Well, Tommy Lee Jones does the same thing. He goes out and dies <laughs> alone in space. <laughs> so that's just his shtick. Like, that's Tommy Lee Jones' thing. So he's like he's like the Sean Beans for uh, space space stuff. If he's in okay. a space movie, he's going to go out there and die. Yep. Well. Sad. I saw a movie. What did you see? So, it was my last night in England, right? Pit pit. And I was like, I was like there's no way I'm not going to see a fucking movie while I'm here. Yeah. Cuz I was across the street from a theater. Oh, hell yeah. Hate their theaters. Why? The seats were it was like a plastic bucket seat. <laughs> like an old stadium seat? Kind of. All right. And if you paid a premium, you got one with like nice cushions and stuff. I so wonder of if it was that theater you went to or... <laughs> Probably so, but I don't know. But yeah, like it was a very uncomfortable seat. Okay. And so I went and saw the new Joker movie. Oh yeah, how was it? I really liked it. Really? It was super fucking good. I'm hearing good reviews about it. So... And as I leave... It. Behind all the British people, these two guys go, I don't know why these Americans like these dumbass movies. (laughs) And I'm like, right behind these two guys, I'm like, it was a pretty bomb movie. (laughs) So, are you gonna see this movie? No. Oh man, okay.
0: Tell me all about it.
1: So, spoilers for this too. There's gonna be so many spoiler tags in these show notes. I'm going in it. Go in. Okay, okay. Oof, oof, Here we go. oof. <clears throat> it's all about this guy Named Arthur Fleck Right Okay Walking Phoenix Is Arthur Fleck He's just He's just this guy He Doesn't really have a lot Going on in life He lives in a shitty part of town They don't have any money He pretty much gets food And gives it to his mom And he doesn't really eat anything Right Okay Life sucks That's sad And He goes to Like Like a county therapist Right So it's, like, they have, like, social services stuff, and there's a therapist that you can go to if you're too poor to, like, pay for your own, right? Okay. And so he goes to this lady, and he's laughing all the time, and he's laughing weird, and, like, he chokes on his laugh, and you're like, what the fuck (laughs) is wrong with this guy, right? Okay. And then he's talking to her, and he gets on a bus, and he's trying to make this kid laugh, right? Yeah. The kid's laughing, things are good, and then the lady's like, can you leave my son alone? And he busts out laughing. Right? Quit making my boy laugh. We're a laughing family? Yeah, and he busts out laughing, and she goes, what, you think this is fucking funny? And he shakes his head no while he's laughing just, like, uncontrollably, right? <laughs> okay. And I was like, what is going on? Because, like, he's laughing like this for the good opening bit, and you don't know why. And he's, like, reaching in his pockets, and he goes, I have I have a condition. And he pulls this thing out, and he gives this lady a card. And they show you the front and back, right? Uh-huh. And it says, I have a condition. She turns it over, and it says, I have a condition where I laugh in inappropriate settings. Please don't take this as, like, I'm being rude. I can't stop it. Well, that's right? a little bit sad. Yeah, so that's that's, like, the whole thing. So this Joker doesn't laugh for fun. He laughs... Because it's a condition that he can't control.
0: Okay, he's
1: like the opposite of that sad clown
0: Pagliacci or whatever.
1: Yeah. So he's doing all this stuff. He works as a clown for this company, right? Uh huh. And they like rent him out to do this different stuff. And that's the scene that's in all the trailers where like the kids steal a sign and they like smash his face with it. You know? Yeah. So they smash him. They all they all just beat the shit out of him for no reason. And then well, that's rude. Uh, he gets in trouble at work because he didn't return these people's sign. And he goes, I told you, they stole my sign. Like, like you saw how beat up I was. Like, this kid's beat me and destroyed it. And he's like, I know you stole the fucking sign. I'm going to have to take it from your wages, right? Why would you steal a sign? I know. <laughs> he's like, he's like, that guy's going out of business. and You're going to steal his fucking sign? What's wrong with you? Oh, my God. So they dock his pay, right? And they already don't make fucking money. Like, everything that could go wrong goes wrong for this guy. Right? It sounds like, so far, just like a story of poverty and its effect on mental health <laughs> in America. That is the point of the movie. Oh, shit. Like, it's not about Batman. This 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 movie, if you stripped out the Batman parts of it, would still be the same movie. Okay. This has nothing to do with Clown Prince of Crime, all that stuff. This has nothing to do with that. No Harley Quinn? No. So, I mean, they do finally turn it into, like, like yep, I mean, this could be that world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like it gets there later. But so, one of the guys at his job uh, goes, yeah, man, I'm sorry that you got beat up, you know, hey, here, I'm gonna give you one of these. And he slips in this bag, and it has a fucking gun in it, right? <laughs> okay, that'll and solve he, your problems. And he's like why do you have this? You can't give that to me. And he goes, don't worry about it, man. I'll collect the money from you later. He's like, I just, I just want you to be safe, okay? And so he's off doing a job later at a, at a children's hospital and the gun falls out of his pants. Oh my God. <laughs> right? That's maybe
0: the worst place <laughs> for a gun to fall out of your pants.
1: Yeah, I know. So like, he picks it up and he just like hides it under his arm. And he looks at a kid and just kind of goes like, shh. Like, <laughs> and so then his boss calls and he gets fired right for the gun for the gun and he's like it's a prop i wasn't trying to do anything with it and really the guy didn't give him the gun to protect him the Uh guy actually said oh yeah arthur was trying to buy a gun from me so he actually planted it on him to get him fired anyway but it happened to fall out at the hospital so he got fired before his plan went into effect okay It's like the guy was gonna frame him for having a gun at work but it already fell out of his pants here right well that's pretty fucked up up. so he fucking hates that guy and he's on the subway after he got fired and these three rich dudes are like picking on a lady right yeah and they're fucking drunk and they're all singing and stuff and this one guy looks at the lady and he's like hey hey you want some food and he like offers this lady food and she doesn't say anything and they're like, don't be fucking rude. He's offering you a free meal. And it's like peanuts that are in a fucking bag. Right? Okay. And they start throwing the food at this lady. Sad. And so she looks at Arthur, like, are you going to help me? And then he busts out laughing. Right? Okay. Because he doesn't know what to do in the situation. And so he's uncomfortable. He starts laughing. And they're like, what's so funny? The girl, like, runs out. And then they start, like... Making fun of him, and the guy starts singing, uh, Sending the Clowns, right? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And, so, like, Joaquin Phoenix's face is so sad and so scared. He doesn't want to be in this situation, and he has the most, like, lighthearted laugh, though. Like, when you look at his face, he's not trying to laugh. He is so uh, upset at what's happening. That must have been, like, tough for the actor, (laughs) Dude, it's so intense. That part blew me away. Because I was like, look at him. Like, he doesn't want this. Like, he's shaking his head no. And he's, like, crying. But this laugh is coming out of him that sounds the complete opposite. That's scary. It was crazy. And so they start picking picking on him. And then they throw him on the ground and start beating him up. Right? Okay. And they're kicking the shit out of him. And then just all of a sudden, like, the guy's like, what are you gonna do? And then you just hear bam! BAM! And see that guy's brains just blow out. Oh shit. And then it pulls back and he's down there on the ground and he's pulled out that gun and he shoots another dude twice. Shoots the third guy in the leg. The train stops and he just slowly follows the dude out of the train and shoots him with all the rest of his bullets. Oh my god. Fucking murders all three of them and gets on the news that it was like a vigilante thing. Right? Yeah. And nobody knows what what happened or what's going on. And it was three rich guys. And so this, like, movement starts with all the poverty people. They're like, yeah, all these rich people, they they don't give a shit about us. But this guy, he understands us, the working class. Like, he's doing this for us. And this whole movement starts. It's called, like, Kill the Rich. Oh, shit. <laughs> right? And so this whole thing starts because of, of, of like, what he did, right? And so he kind of, like, is taking pride in this fact and then it turns out <clears throat> so Thomas Wayne like Bruce Wayne's dad, right? Uh-huh. He's running for mayor and his mom talks about him all the time. He's gonna he's gonna fix everything. He's gonna make it to where we're not hungry and blah 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 and she's always talking about him and she's like, "Can you take this letter to the to like the post office?" But he opens it and reads it. Why? And it, it's explicitly it, what she told you not to do. <clears throat> Because it was addressed to Thomas Wayne. So he's like, what do you have to say to him? Right? Like, he's never going to help us. So he reads this letter and she's all like, you need to, you need to help us. You need to help your son. And so he is Thomas Wayne's illegitimate child. What? She was, she was a maid or whatever at their place. They had an affair and he's the kid, right? Oh shit. (laughs) so he's like oh my god maybe he will really help us he's like but i want to go meet him so he tracks down thomas wayne at a party and i'm skipping like a bunch of stuff i'm just giving you like the main shit right hitting the high points and he meets thomas wayne at this thing and he says you know i'm penny flex son blah 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 and he's like yeah you're not my kid and he's like yaha like look at this letter and he's like, yeah, yeah, your mom used to work for me, and she was delusional, and she adopted you to, like, try to fill some kind of void or something, but she was going off the deep end, so we had to get rid of her. Oh. And so he's all like, you're lying, this isn't true, and all the shit, so then he goes to the mental institute that Thomas Wayne said she was committed to, and gets her records pulled, he steals them, and reads them, she had adopted a kid. Oh. And all this shit. So there's all these twists and turns in it, right? Okay, so he's not actually the son. Well, <clears throat> that's the thing. Later on, there's a picture with TW signed to, like, the mom on it and stuff. So, like, so one of the things is, like, he has a girlfriend, right? Okay. And he met this girl in the apartment building that they were in. And she's in all these scenes with him. Like, when his mom gets sick, because she gets sick later on. She's at the hospital with him. She goes to his first comedy show. All this stuff, right? Yeah. And we'll come back to that. So he's reading the thing that she adopted a kid. She was in this place. And when she had the kid, the guy that she was with had handcuffed the kid to a furnace and had beat her and the kid all day long, every day. Well, fuck. And when they found him, he had severe head trauma, which is why he does this laugh thing. Okay. Right? So anyway, he finds that out, and I was like, fuck, my life really sucks, right? And then he had that bad day, and he goes to his girlfriend's place, and she has no clue who he is. What? She's like, don't you live down, like, down the hall? And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. And she's like, you need to leave, like, my daughter's in this room. All those scenes, she was never there.
0: Oh my god, what?
1: So then later... He gets mad at his mom and smothers her in the hospital. Oh, no. Yeah, straight up just murders her. And then he's back home and he finds a photo of his mom when she was young. And on the back it says, love your smile, T.W. Like Thomas Wayne, right? Or Time Warner. But so now... (laughs) Time Warner. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's like, okay, was it real? Were the documents real? Like, what can we trust that we're seeing because nothing seems to be real for this man yeah right like that's the whole premise of the movie We we you by the end you don't know what really happened and what didn't huh because that's the joker's whole thing you never know what's going on right well it's a bit of a mindfuck but so um when he did his comedy show it got put on this like late night show right Okay. And it's his favorite TV show. It's his favorite so like the David Letterman of his time, right? Okay. And the guy completely makes fun of his set. Oh. Like it's his hero and the guy calls him like what a what a dumb joker, right? Oh. Like who's this guy I think he is like and like trashes his thing. Well, then they 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 book him on the show. They call him up and say we got so many responses from your from your clips, like, they want you on the show. Can you be on next week? And so he's going to be on that guy's show, right? Okay. And he starts prepping his whole little set for what he's going to do, and two guys that used to work with him show up to his apartment, right? Because the cops are still trying to find who killed those three guys on the train. Okay. And they think Arthur's involved with it, but they can't prove anything. And so, it's the guy that gave him the gun, and this, like, midget dude that worked there. Alright. So, the midget dude was always cool with him, but the guy, you know, got him fired by giving him the gun and shit. So, he's like, hey, Arthur, like, you remember that gun I gave you? Like, the cops are asking about, you know, all this stuff. Like, what'd you say? Because, like, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. So, he's basically just trying to cover his own ass. Okay. And Arthur's getting ready to go to the show... And he slipped a pair of scissors in his back pocket before he goes to the door. That's not a good sign. And he's talking to him, and he's like, yeah, I didn't tell him anything. And then he fucking jams those scissors in that dude's neck. No! Rips his neck open and slams his head into, like, the wall, like, 40 times. God. Blood is fucking everywhere. And then he turns to the midget dude, right? And he was all like, hey, like, Carl. He's like, you can go. Like, I'm not gonna hurt you. Okay, and so he had locked the door earlier, and the midget dude goes to open the door, but it has the little like chain thing, and oh. it's too high for him to get. So he's like, "Arthur, can, can can you get the door for me?" So he's asked this guy that just brutally murdered somebody to open <laughs> the door for him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." So he gets up and he's like. He, like, opens the door, and then he kind of closes it, and was like, oh, fuck, he's gonna fuck this dude up, and he goes, you were always one of the good ones, and he kisses his little head, and just, like, oh. shoes him right, right out the door. What the
0: fuck?
1: So, he doesn't hurt him, he gets his clown stuff on, he's going to the show, right? Okay. He's going to the show, and the cops find him, they've been to his apartment, and they're coming to get him, right? So he's running and he's doing all this stuff and there was going to be a big rally that day of all the people that have started this whole clown stuff, right? Okay. Because apparently somebody had kind of witnessed the people be murdered and they go, I don't know, he looked like a clown. And that's all they knew. Okay. So this whole kill the rich movement, everybody's dressed as clowns. Right? Terrifying. And then Thomas Wayne had even called basically poor people clowns. That only like people that are rich and have figured out life or worth anything and all the rest of them they're just a bunch of clowns okay so they've done this clown persona to like oh we're just clowns huh and now they're rising up against him so cops are chasing him because they're trying to catch him he gets on this train full of all these clown people and a cop accidentally shoots one of the people on the train oh no and they riot and kill both the cops oh no <laughs> And now there's a full-blown riot happening in the city while he escapes and goes to the show. Damn. He goes to the show, he gets ready, and so he finally goes out there, and he like, comes out there all super confident, and he's not confident the whole movie, right? But he finally comes out there when he's introduced as the Joker. He comes out, he's all excited, he's like tap dancing and doing all this stuff, and he sits down <laughs> in the chair and 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 Robert De Niro is the talk show host right okay so he's like well tell us a joke like what's your new material and then he busts out a joke that is just fucking morbid right it was like this awful joke and he's like whoa what we're like a family show you can't tell jokes like that and he's like oh my god I'm sorry how about this one and he tells an even worse joke right and the crowd's like you suck and then he's like well how about this for a joke when I killed those three guys on the train. Uh-oh. And then starts to confess to everything that's happened, right? Okay, shit. And they don't, they don't turn off the show. Robert De Niro's like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You think that that's a joke. Tell me why. Wh- why is what you did a good thing? Let's go ahead and get into it then, right? So they hash out this whole thing, and he starts screaming about how... About how these three fucking rich dudes die and everybody cares. But if I were dead on there, you'd walk right over my body. You wouldn't give two shits about any of us. Any of the lower people, right? And he's screaming and going off. And then he's like, how about this for a joke? Knock, knock. And he pulls out the gun and shoots Robert De Niro right in the fucking face. Oh my god. Kills him on live TV. I can see why this would land better with an American audience than a British one. Yeah. So he kills him, and then he, like, leaves the show, he gets arrested, the riot's going on, and then they, like, break him out of the cop car, like, they crash a car into that and, like, free him and, like, all stand around and, like, cheer for this guy, right? Okay. And he's, like, bleeding because of the car crash, and he sees the blood on his lip, and when he, like goes to wipe it off. He does both thumbs and draws a huge smile on his face and he's like, "Ah, like praise me, right?" Yeah. And then that's where it gets a bit comic booky. Like during the riots, the Wayne family was at a movie. They leave uh-huh. and one of the guys goes and shoots Thomas and Martha, right? Leaving little old Bruce there to eventually be Batman or whatever. That's the Batman. And then I guess he gets picked up again from there. And it ends with him in a mental institute, and he's just laughing and laughing, and the lady's like, what's funny? And he goes, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> and so right. at, so then at that stage, is the whole story that we just saw, did that happen? Or, Fuck. or Or was he laughing at that the whole time sitting in that room? Ugh. You know?
0: Yeah. So what's
1: real? What happened? Did he invent that whole thing? Did that happen and he's just crazy there? Like, what's the deal, right? But it was fucking awesome. I'm glad you liked it. I've heard mixed reviews about it. I mean, I don't like it. Like, I think people don't want to like it because of the Batman side of it, right? Yeah. Well, if it's the Joker, we want this. But I'm looking at it as like, yeah, here's a dude that's mentally unstable and like, just what happens with life in him, right?
0: Yeah, that's a totally different kind of take on the Joker.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I feel bad for him, don't get me wrong. And I can see why he does what he does, but he still murdered a bunch of people. Yeah. You that's know, kind it's of not bad. the way you go about it. <laughs> and then his own mama. Yeah, that's that's uh that's fucked up. But I'm um, it's it's like a person who has a disorder in a system that doesn't care about those people. That's the movie. Damn. You know? Yeah, that's
0: a heavier hitter than uh, I would have expected out of a Batman movie. so then
1: just, here's what happens when one of them does something about it. Shit. I mean, it's not the right thing to do about it. No, not at all. (laughs) But, so a lot of people have been comparing it to Taxi Driver and stuff. Okay. And they're like, okay, well see, here's the thing. Everyone's saying this movie promotes violence, but we've had movies that have shown this exact same type of story, and those movies are heralded as great. Yeah. But because this is the Joker, and then I guess today's climate, they're like, this is just utter garbage and trash. That's, yeah, that's a big thing Uh, that I'm hearing, is like, in the climate of today,
0: I don't know, people are putting a different take on it.
1: Okay, so then use this to go... Don't act like that towards people like this, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, let's I think
1: actually do something to help them. It sounds like a good kind of take on the system, so... Like, yeah. it, it is is really not a superhero or villain movie. It's a movie about society. That's the whole thing. Society. I thought it was fucking pretty good. I liked it when he killed that one dude with the scissors. I was like, <laughs> that dude needed to <laughs> die, though. Some people just need killing. <clears throat> he... He, was a, he really doesn't do as much violent stuff as you think. Because I was waiting for him to go fucking crazy ballistic from stuff I saw in the trailers. Yeah. I mean, he, really, he really doesn't go that crazy. It looked like it was going to be a really violent movie. It is a slow, like, watcher type movie, you know? You're just like, what is happening? Very calm astronaut type movie. This guy's pretty calm. <laughs> until the end. So, yeah, it's been been wild watching stuff.
0: Oh, I, I started believe. watch
1: watching Stranger Things too. Oh yeah. Oh man, I want to talk about that. I'm only halfway through season two, so. Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for you. <clears throat> season one's the best though. I love season one.
1: Season one was pretty good. Fuck yeah. That that one was like a really good mystery of just like, what is the deal?
0: Yeah, it's it's very unique in that. I love the Christmas lights yeah. where he's, like, talking to her through those. I was like, oh, shit! Okay, dude.
1: Like, just, alright, can I say, Winona Ryder is yes. bombing this show. I fucking love Winona Ryder. Oh, my God. She, like, she makes the show for me. Dude, episode one, I'm like, her kid goes missing and she's talking to the lights and shit. I was, I was crying in episode one. <laughs> I was like, I feel for her, dude. I
0: know, like, God, the emotion that she brings to every performance she does. I just, I love when on a writer, and it's so very well. She nails 80s. it for this show. Hell yeah, she does.
1: I just want to see her succeed. And the guy that plays the cop, yes, Hopper? yeah, I love Hopper. He's my fave. Okay, he's Hellboy in the new Hellboy. Oh shit! So. I saw that first, so every time he does something, I'm like, ah, it's Hellboy. It's funny. <laughs> I didn't watch any of the... Oh, then I watched another one. I watched Rocket Man.
0: Oh, man, i want to see Rocket Man.
1: I think you'll love it. I love Taron Edgerton. Now, Eggerton? it's a full-blown musical. Is it? So, like, Bohemian Rhapsody is, like, oh, here's parts where they sing their songs, right? Yeah,
0: Bohemian Rhapsody was, like, a movie about music.
1: Yeah. This is an actual musical where, like, his songs are used to, like, progress the story. Fuck yeah. Is it original music or is it all just Elton John stuff? Oh, no. It's just, like, all of his old stuff. I love his stuff, though. You can't go wrong with Elton John. There's a part where his songwriter buddy, like, leaves him alone at a party to go be with this girl yeah. So he starts to sing Tiny Dancer, right?
0: Hold me closer, Tiny Dancer. About,
1: like, you know, this girl that's like, swooped in and, like, stole the guy, and now he's just, like, alone, right? Yeah. So it's just, like, his music, but, like, people dance, so, like, in, like, the opening thing, he's going to a group to talk about becoming sober and stuff, and then it cuts to him as a little kid... He's the only one in color. Everyone else is in, like, a toned-down color, and they're all dancing in the streets while he's singing a song and shit.
0: Cool. Like, it's a musical. Man, I've got to see
1: it. And it is sad. It's a sad is it? movie. Oh, It's so sad. His dad hated him his whole life. His mom oh. grew to hate him. Why? He, he could never find love. He's so which fabulous. Is, which is, like, all he ever wanted, right? I'll love you, Elton. He got a horrible manager, Elvis style, right? That that's uh-huh. like f- forced him into all these corners that he couldn't get out of. Like, it's awful stuff. But it was so good, though. Did you watch it on the plane or in the hotel? I watched it on the plane. Were you crying? A little bit. During, like, <laughs> one scene, I, I like it, like, finally got me. Aw. And I was like, oh, man, I gotta be good. But, yeah, it's been quite a media-filled week since we've been apart.
0: I know. I Like, I feel like we talk every couple of days about stuff that we're watching and playing and yeah. <laughs> consuming and having not spoken for two weeks. I mean, we've been texting, but you've been so fucking busy at work, I didn't want to, like, blow you up I about know. all the shit that I've been playing and watching. It's good just
1: to get it all out. So, I'll have to give you the full rundown of England in another yeah. one, probably, because there's yeah. a lot to unpack there.
0: And then you're going to go on vacation again. Like, you're getting on a plane tomorrow, right?
1: Yeah, but I'll be back next Tuesday for a recording session, so... Oh, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, so we only missed the one last week. Good. I couldn't handle another. And then I'll have to tell you about the lady that I met flying back home from London.
0: All right. Because she she had a fucking
1: story for me. Plane stories are the best. It is a... 30-year love story. Aww. That has finally come to come to a great conclusion. And I was sitting there like, Bruh, you could write this down. Like, this is a good story. <laughs> and I was mad at her because I was like right in the middle of Stranger Things and she asked me a question and started this <laughs> story and I was like, Yo, dude. Dude, Hopper just fell in this hole. I gotta know what's happening. <laughs> But you want to tell me the story. And then I was like, oh, this is a good story. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Just enamored with plain lady. No, it was pretty cool. I'll I'll have to tell you about it. All right. Let's unpack it next time. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, rip this stub.
0: (laughs) I had no idea what you were
1: talking about for a second there. It's like, ew. (laughs) Ticket stub. Ticket stub. Let's tear this ticket. Let's tear this ticket. There we Let's go. see this movie. Please tell your friends about us. Help us grow this audience. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. We release weekly, every Monday, even when we aren't here. We got you guys in mind. We got you covered. Don't worry about it. We're there for you. If you have a second to rate and review us, please do that on Apple Podcasts. That would help us out so, so much you don't even know. Like, that's where all the metrics come from. That's the big spot. Go ahead and just give us five stars and then go ahead and log on to your buddy's phone and be like, hey, you see that? Five stars.
0: (laughs) That's where the magic happens. Exactly. You can find us and friend us on social media while you're on your phone and your friend's phone. We're at YMBTOAP on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to like and follow our Facebook page and look for us on YouTube. You can also email us at ymbtoap at gmail.com. Remember that stands for, you must be thinking of another podcast. We really want your listener mail. I know we just talked about movies for this whole damn episode. Uh, What are you guys watching?
1: What are you into? Tell us if you like Stranger Things, because I have been not on it for the three years or more that it's been out. And now that I'm in it, I'm like, man, I shouldn't have waited. Yeah. So email us about that,
0: but not about season three, because he hasn't seen it.
1: Yes, and tell us what your favorite Elton John song is, and you'll Hell find yeah. out why we need to know that. It's the circle of life. I don't really care for that song. His That's not even his song! So. That's not even his song!
0: Through despair and home. His song is, you...
1: Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Yeah, but that whole movie is just covered in Elton. I guess. <laughs> uh, see, see what I think Elton, I go straight to The Road to El Dorado. The Road to El Dorado? He, okay, so remember when Tarzan came out and Phil Collins did the whole thing? He went hard on that. Okay, Road to El Dorado came out and they were like, we want one person to do it all again. So they got Elton John and he did every song in that movie. What? And he legit sings every song in that movie. I'm gonna have to watch that movie again. Yeah, dude, you would fucking dig that one. That is Elton John out the ass. (laughs) Okay. Oh man, yeah, you got to check that out again. Oh, speaking of the YouTube, I just got a message from, oh. got a message from Kim, and she sent me a, a picture of her with some headphones on, and YouTube pulled up in the background with a big old hey. green banner. It does. And she was like, "I'm catching up." Hell so instead yeah. of pod, so instead of a podcast version, there she's doing it on YouTube. Yeah, look at her stuff on YouTube, guys. That's I'm what it we, we there did it for. It's slow going, but it's happening. Throw it on in the background. Uh, our theme song is The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube. It's getting close to Halloween. Gotta get some of his good music in there. I don't even know if he has a bunch of scary stuff, but... I think it's just this one song. Creepy enough, yeah. It's Halloween-y. And as always, thanks for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question, how did Kelsey not know Elton John was all about the road to El Dorado? was too deep in the light,
0: But we had one more important sound we wanted you to hear. I'm so excited. I'm like dancing. We haven't recorded in so
1: long. We only missed one week, right? I know, but it's been so long. <laughs> like, the last time we did that was what? Like, when we first started recording before we ever even put one out?
0: Yeah, when my fucking bathroom walls were coming down. Yeah. Forever like, I go. Let's get I've just this got Elton John on my head now.
1: I know. The one I've had the most is, um, I'm Still Standing. I'm Still Standing. Oh, dude. I was driving into work today. Picking up the pieces of my life Without you on my mind I'm still standing Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah